The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the IndieCast After Dark. I am Zach Romero. Joining me here, as always... Chad Allen and Chad just to kind of really put a point here in in terms of where we are and what we're doing as a show um the world is a fucking mess right now <laughs> everything's Ain't on fire the there's m- cops are murdering people there's looting it's the, the the whole world is a goddamn disaster and wrestling isn't really even back either so instead this is just going to be a modge podge of life right now. This is going to be us just talking about things we want to talk about. Hopefully it'll be entertaining and funny. It, it, it might not be, but it's, it's fucking real life. And so that's what this is going to be about. So you, you and I are the two dogs sitting in a flaming room with a cup of right. coffee going, this is okay. This is, uh, this, is, this is a, this is our lives right now is a flaming room. Everything's on fire and we're yeah. just, we're sipping away at it. So, yeah. so, uh, you know, obviously with, the coronavirus still being a pandemic and the country that we find ourselves in just no selling the shit out of it. Uh, the, one of the bigger discussions this week outside of again, fucking cops murdering people is that, uh, several theme parks in our sunshine state have declared that they have short term goals to reopen that they, some of them, some of a lot shorter than others too. I'm, I'm actually surprised at how early some of them are thinking about reopening, but So I want to start our discussion here with a question that's going to derail things. So Chad, what is a fandom that you wish you had gotten in on the ground floor of? Uh, I'm actually, you know what? I actually have a quick answer for this one because it's one that I'm uh, planning on starting to get officially get into this weekend. And it is uh, uh, Avatar, um, the cartoon series, not the horrible. The uh, the airbender cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The last airbender. um, They have, uh, I guess, uh, put, uh, the series up on Netflix and I've heard lots of good things about it and I've never watched an episode of it. I think because at the time frame it originally came out, it was outside of like, I, I think I was just too old for it at the time. I mean, I'm still too old for it now, but at least, yeah, but I think uh, you were also had, like in midst of raising a child, if not two. Right. Yeah. So, and I've got a nine year old that I can, pr- I'm pretty sure I can get her to, to watch it with me and get into it. I know uh, Cheyenne just finished uh, the, fifth and I guess final season of the She-Ra remake they just did. Oh, very nice. Um, and she absolutely loved it, so I'm hoping to get her into Last Airbender. Okay, um, there's yeah, a good possibility is, there. That is, my, uh, that is my hope. And actually, like I said, I've, been, I've just been kind of waiting for a chance to sit down and start it, so uh, that will hopefully be this weekend. So that that's probably mine, because I think I've pretty well covered a good chunk of the main other ones. You know, Star Wars, Firefly, Doctor Who... Um, you know, that type of shit. So. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, how about you? How about uh, were you? you ever, what, were you ever a Torchwood guy? Uh, surprisingly, no. Um, okay. I, and I, again, I think it was just a show that wasn't, I, I don't know if it just wasn't on when I was really, you know, w- when I was watching at the time, or if it was just something I didn't realize that, that it connected to Doctor Who so well, or what it well, was. Also, but that's definitely another one I need to go back to. Sometimes so. we forget, like, uh, Access to Doctor Who is so much easier now. True. Like when, you know, the David Tennant years and and Matt Smith and a lot of these things, especially David Tennant and earlier, like that in-between stage when, when, when the ninth Doctor and Doctor Who kind of came back. Right. BBC wasn't super duper available on like all cable packages or if it was, it was like deeply buried. So it wasn't really like super, super easy to get back into it. And now it's like, it's a, it's everywhere. And B there's like plenty of streaming services and shit like that. So I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge you for not getting into Torchwood. It wasn't like it was dumping it in your, it wasn't like it was on Fox. It wasn't just getting dumped in your lap every week. Sure. Um, so my answer actually is something that I didn't get in on the ground floor of, but I am certainly goddamn making up for it now. And that is, uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to pronounce his name right, but, um, Yellow's Marble Runs. What in so, the shit is that? So, um, 
this particular Marvel runs uh, is put together by two uh, brothers from the Netherlands. Okay. Um, and they've been doing it since 2013. It recently came into um, popular culture because when ESPN was doing the Ocho, where they do like the, the one like kind of joke channel uh, right. changeover where it's like, oh, it's spelling bees and it's, you know, whatever, whatever. They were showing these marble races that were surprisingly intense. And I did some digging and some friends of mine did some digging. And it's this whole sport. It's They do a Marble Olympics every year. Um, there's teams, there's fandoms, there's hooligans, there's coaches, but it's all marbles. And so I didn't even know it was a thing. And now uh, John Oliver and Last Week Tonight is now like their biggest sponsor and is now sponsoring this season's um, Marble League. Um and it's fucking bananas. And so now I'm like way too deep. Like I'm already trying to build my own rallies and fucking marbles and shit. And I'm trying to decide what team I'm on. I do like the O Rangers. I think they're, they, I like that they have a, a, a crowd chant to go with them. Um, but I don't know. It's fucking bananas, but you can YouTube it. Watch a couple of their races. J it's, it's spelled J E L L E, but it's, called yellow or something like that. Cause it's from the Netherlands, but he's got a YouTube channel. There's a commentator for it. Watch a couple of races. And if you're, if you don't get a boner, then I don't know what to tell you, but I'm completely okay, well, hooked on it right now. Please, please make sure to send that to our, uh, to our super secret, uh, IndieCast chat later. So I can, I can find these. it's bananas. It's absolutely. And the inventiveness of it, cause it's not just races. They do. Um, there's a summer and winter games, there's um of course there is there's a high dive there's um relay races there's uh curling there's all kinds of shit there's an, an i want to know between the two brothers that put all this together i want to know which one is the engineer because clearly there needs there's like a lot of math involved to make these events work sure and i want to know which one is clearly the mental patient because they can't be the same brain to go, okay, so here's the race like this, and it's going to drop down here, and then there's this big straightaway, and then also think, uh-oh, we got to get more security marbles because the Oceanics are getting rowdy, and they keep throwing shit on the track, and it's fucking the races up, so we got to get more security over there. Like, that can't be one guy. It's got to be two minds <coughs> to, to think of that. So, yeah. Good so that's God. my uh, fandom that I wish I would gotten in on the ground floor, but now I'm making up for lost time. Well, you're also not in the Netherlands, so I don't know how true what you could have gotten in on the ground floor without like. But some... now it's because of the pandemic and everyone not being able to participate in sports. It's now become like the global sport is now marble runs. I, I don't know how I missed out on all this. I can't. I can't wait to to go down this rabbit hole soon enough. Here, I will. So I will that's... send them. I will send that your way. But anyway, so back now that we've derailed the conversation, let's get back to. Uh, the 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 hard hitting opinions here. So, yes. as we've made it clear on this show uh, for several years now, which happy anniversary, Chad? We're seven years yes. in, so that's today. Great. Today is officially the day we're recording this. Is officially uh, the actual anniversary date of the first episode going up, where we talked about uh, a, a one of Chikara's pay per views. Yeah, that's right. Uh, which we, uh, I all I remember, we all. C cuddled up in my living room mm -hmm. in, uh, in the original IndieCast HQ yeah. and uh, watch, watched uh, Chikara show and then reviewed it after. Uh, you know, we might have to do one day. We might have to might have to do a thing where we where we listen back to that episode and uh, destroy ourselves because I'm sure it's probably painful. I um, want to go back a step further. I want to go back and rewatch that pay-per-view, have us review it now, and then compare and contrast. There we go. I'm all for that. We'll have to uh, we'll have to figure out. We'll try to remind ourselves which pay per view that was. But well, yeah, no kidding. And we have to see if we can actually find that episode somewhere. But nevertheless, so theme parks throwing caution to the wind. They want to reopen. They want to start making money again. Of so they do. The question here is, and I'll see if I can pull up the actual dates that they're trying to reopen. But um, what are your thoughts? How how soon? Let's say they all open today. How soon? Would you be comfortable 
heading to the theme parks? So I believe I commented actually on this on Facebook. And if you have, have me at, if you don't have me at it on Facebook, don't look for me. I'm not going to add you, uh, follow our, <laughs> our social media. Um, but, um, I think Disney announced July 11th was yes. going to be Magic Kingdom, and I want to say Animal Kingdom, I think, was their other one. I think Epcot and Hollywood were the 15th, uh, and uh, your Universal Studios was going to open as early as, like, June the 5th. I think they were coming in hot and heavy. And SeaWorld, um, apparently, June 11th, which, you okay. Yeah. Uh, who was going to SeaWorld anyway? But anyway. That's... Okay, yeah, but still. <laughs> Um, that's like getting a big announcement that Legoland was opening. Okay, <laughs> All right, cool. Relax. Have fun with that. Um, but um, um, I I think I said online when I saw that I went September ish, maybe might be when I would consider going back to the parks. Okay. Uh, because my thought is that between July, August, and September they hopefully will have figured out a lot of the insanity by that point. Because here's my problem. It's not going to be the parks themselves. I think the people that run the parks have every good intention to try to keep as many people safe as possible while opening up with as much things as possible. And like Disney, from what I heard is opening up with like, like bare bone setup. It's basically you get on the rides and you leave. There's no shows. There's no characters. There's no fireworks. There's no parades. There's none of that. It's it's food and rides, food and rides and merch, foods, rides and merch, food, rides and merch. That's what you get. That's what we have for you to start up. Um, the concern I'm having, uh, and I've seen this even as recently as like going to uh, uh, Target and Home Depot uh, a couple days ago because I needed to pick up some things for the house, is that. Uh, the general public as a whole are a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah. Who, okay, yeah. Who don't understand for the most part, simple things like social distancing and, and masks, which I think nowadays, at least in my personal opinion, should be fairly commonplace scenarios. Uh, unless you're with your family or people that you, you definitely trust to be okay. Uh, and, uh, I do know that I am breaking a lot of social distancing rules in my own home by having like, like, but it's like people like I've had like my mom over. Well, grandma wants to come visit the grandkid. Okay. So I, I've made some concessions on that one, but whenever I go out in actual public public, um, I'm in a mask and mm -hmm. my kids have to wear masks and stuff like that to try to keep us all safe. Um, and, and I go out and like, Depending on where you go to, like Target wasn't bad. Target was probably good 80-20, 80 people in mass, 20 people without. And mostly everybody kept social distancing. Home Depot was like a fucking free-for-all. I went to possibly consider grabbing a hammer at some point just to, just like, to be safe. We get people to, to, to keep them away from me. There's no mask, no social distancing, no anything. And, and it's just, it's maddening, it's frustrating. And I've seen enough pictures already from... Uh, Disney Springs, which for those of you not familiar with Disney Springs, it's basically just an outdoor mall. Yeah, uh, it, it's all it is. It's, it's not an outdoor like mall Disney. that has a lot of Disney stores in it. Right. Um, and they just opened up some of the Disney stores recently and some of their third party places that are out there, like restaurants and the like opened up in the attempt to put social distancing on it. But they opened up the Disney, like the big, the world of Disney store, which is like the biggest Disney store, I, I think. I think in the world uh, that is here in Orlando and it was just a crowd of idiots. It looked like it looked like a, either a good battle Royal or a, you know, a bad attempt to get people into a store where nobody's social distancing. And even they're like demanding it at Disney Springs. And basically if you're not wearing a mask, you don't get to come into Disney Springs. Mm -hmm. They've probably got security that will turn you around, but nobody is like giving anybody space because apparently because they've been holed up for so long, they have to get into a fucking Disney store. I just, I can't trust anybody to keep anybody else safe because nobody gives a shit about anybody but themselves. Right. Very so, true. To um, make sure that I, I give a shit about myself and my family. I, I'm not setting foot near there until they can, until I either get a better idea that they can take care of things or they, um, or, or, you know, hopefully we have a, you know, a COVID, you know, uh, 
vaccine or something show up, then we don't have to worry about it ever again. But well, or at least not nearly as much. So, so if I may, my own experiences here, um, I had to run into Goodwill last weekend. That's brave. To, well, I had to pick up some old records and some other shit to work on some some uh, projects we've got uh, brewing in the Bermuda Triangle. And other than employees, there were no masks yeah. at Goodwill. And Goodwill, for those who are not familiar is fucking ground zero for old people. Right. And you're dealing with secondhand items. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe that. And I wore a mask going in there because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be an asshole. Let me run in and run out. No masks at all. I did not see a single person in there wearing a mask. And then the lines that they had, because the employees are trying to sanitize the, the checkout counters and all that shit. But the line, it was like we were standing in line to get into a goddamn concert. Mm -hmm. It was assholes and elbows. It was uh, everyone up on each other. I was just blown away, especially at Goodwill. Like you said, Target's been pretty decent. Walmart's a fucking mess. But like Goodwill of all places, it's like your clientele is literally the highest risk out there. And for the employees to be like, all right, well, we'll meet them in the middle. And for no one in this entire city to, to give a shit, I was just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Now, so, what about the idea of Disney trying to run the parks potentially at 25% with the online queue? Like, basically, you throw your name in a hat, and they'll say, okay, you're one of the chosen people. You can come to Magic Kingdom on this date, um, you know, and, and rides and food and that to get the fuck out. Um, well, if you had that, would that make any difference at all? I mean, it would make me think about it a little bit because, again, if we're if we're running at twenty five percent capacity of Disney, that is, you know, that's a pretty low number, and that's um, a decent shot. But the problem is, is and you've been to Disney before. Um, just picture even at twenty five percent when you let everybody in. Picture what Main Street USA looks like. Right. I mean, Main Street USA was designed purposely to like funnel people into the into the park and then out again. So, I, I guess I'm just concerned at like how again can I trust people to to give me space when you've got eight billion people that are all stopping to try to take a picture of the you know get their castle photo on the way into Cinderella's castle and the like. I just don't know how to dodge around that to feel safe about it. Now, all in all, if if again they're finding a way to get people on social distancing and everybody has to wear a mask and everybody's been temperature checked on the way in and they're seriously legitimately enforcing it. Like even when they get in the park, cause I guarantee you, I know there'll be assholes that will come in wearing the mask. And then as soon as they get in there, rip that damn thing off. Like, it's, yeah. you know, like it's nothing. If they're seriously going to enforce it and, you know, tell people put the mask on or get out, type of situation and take advantage of it that way. Yeah, maybe, but I'm still, I still feel like I want to let the, um, uh, uh, I, I know in one of the X-Men movies and I, I've seen this referenced all over the place, but it's true when, uh, it's like the big, one of the big battle scenes in one of the original X-Men trilogy movies. And, um, you know, they show all the, everybody running into battle and Pyro goes to try to run in. And Magneto stops them and says, no, no, that's why we let the pawns go first. Yeah. Um, I, I'm very much of the, I'm okay with letting the pawns or the red shirts go first and see what happens for a little while before I, because ultimately, I mean, if I go, it's, I, I'm not just going to go by myself. I'm, I'm right. going to have a nine year, I'm going to have my girls. Um, they're going to want to go to Disney. I might have my, you know, you know, like my mom there. I may have, you know, uh, our, the girl's godmother, who's a big Disney fan we're all going to want to go in a group and I got to make sure that like, I'm not just worried about me in that instance. I have to take care of the whole group of us. Um, so how do, you know, how do I make sure they stay safe? I, you get, you just have to kind of be patient let the, and let the craziness die down first before you go rushing into it. I think that's what I'm going to, what I'm going to have to do. And especially on top of that, I've got to, you know, 
Cheyenne has really gotten into big into Harry Potter lately. So now she wants mm-hmm. to go to Universal so she can see, you know, now that she's really into it, go see Hogwarts and go see Diagon Alley. Yeah. Well, those are both, again, pretty tight and popular area. Um, I can't just go walking into those areas, no matter how much I want her to experience that, without knowing that we're going to walk in there as safe as we walk out. Uh, and there's no way I can, just no way I can say that's going to be a thing now. So, well, I was going to say, so, uh, Luna and I discussed this a little bit. Um, I'm very much of the, the idea of like, I'm not really like, like, obviously if they just like, you know, plooped out a vaccine tomorrow, right. Then I'd obviously be more comfortable with the idea. Give me the microchip, Bill Gates. It's okay. Um, that's a very stupid conspiracy theory for anyone who doesn't understand that. But anyway, um, completely stupid conspiracy theory, but also yes. on top of it, whatever, put the chip in what you're not going to see anything interesting. So. Right. Exactly. Well, the other thing, the other, of course, the funny thing about that is, oh, they're going to put a microchip in you so they can track you around. Um, cell phones are a thing. Right. That already exists. And that's, and quite honestly, that's how they've been tracking a lot of like, how this moves lately has been why watching the cell phone stuff. So yeah. Anywho. So if they had a vaccine tomorrow, I'd be more comfortable trying it out. Sure. Uh, For me personally, if it's up to me, maybe like October area. Like if I want to try to do horror nights, whatever the fuck that's going to look like, um, maybe, but for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really going that bad. Luna, on the other hand, we talked about it, and she's like, hey, if I hit the lottery and, like, you know, they're like, yeah, you can come in at 25% capacity, you know, on this date, I'm fucking going. Right. And I'll wear a mask and everybody can kiss my grits. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. So, I mean, and, and I understand kind of where she's coming from, because, like you said, especially for, like, Disney, because I know that, you know, uh, Luna holds a Disney pass like I do. It, it's it's a hard thing to like not look at Disney at 25%. Right. And not want to take advantage of that because at 25%, like every ride wait queue is like 15 minutes. Like that's, you know, that's kind of a dream. I mean, in a perfect world. Yeah. I don't, my brain, my dumb ape brain can't even conceive like what, like what's the, hold on. Let's see if we can actually do the math here. Um, what's the, what limit of people? Yes. Right. At magic kingdom. Oh God. That's a good question. What, what, what is that number that like closes magic kingdom down? Okay. So according to this, the magic kingdom can allegedly hold more than a hundred thousand guests. So that at its peak is allegedly wait, uh, maximum capacity. Yeah, okay. So according to this, about 100,000 people. So you're saying 25,000 people? Right. At, at Magic Kingdom? Again, my dumb ape brain can't even conceive like how many people that would actually be. But right. yeah, I mean, if all the rides are running at full capacity, then yeah, you're looking at probably like maybe 15, 20 minute waits, perhaps. I don't right. know. That's way too much math, but um, that's enticing. Like in a weird way, it's enticing. No, and that's exactly the case. You're absolutely right. Is it enticing? Definitely. I mean, I've seen, I've been there when they've been very when they've been very close to capacity before, and it's a nightmare. Yeah. And I I would never do that again. That was I don't know what made me think that going on Black Friday to Disney World was a good idea, but I did one year. Um, and promptly regretted it as soon as I came off the ferry boat. But, right. um, but you know, but I said, you can tell me you're giving me a quarter of that and I can, I can come on in. That's, it's interesting. But again, I have to, you know, gear the safety between like me getting on seven dwarfs mine train on a quick wait, which is, which is the better option. And it's like, right. and it, it's hard to say. So, all right. So, again, I'm I'm not really chomping at the bit, but yeah, mm, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong; I'd love to go back to the parks. I'd miss going to Disney, but like I said not not at the cost of what 
what it could be. So, yeah. I don't know. And it's also weird that, uh, you know, theoretically, you know, Disney went out of its way to say, like, hey, we're not charging the pass holders for the months that, you know, were closed because of the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But are they going to keep that up when it's the weird magic ticket 25% capacity thing? Is it going to be like, well, if your name's not on the list, you still owe us money. I don't have to tell you. Like, uh, that doesn't right. seem fair. So I don't know. I mean, and ultimately, if they're not going to, like, if my, because obviously I'm a pass holder. So if my ticket, if they're not charging me for the months they weren't open, they start charging me for when it is open. And then my ticket ends at the time frame that it still ended at originally. You know what? Okay. But yeah, if they're going to, I guess I can deal with that because at least I have a chance of making it in there if I want to jump in that lottery play the lottery yeah right so um but no good question i'd be interested to see kind of how they handle that for the pass holders so so let's say just hypothetical here so instead of like the 25 percent capacity let's just say every pass holder gets one front of the line like you get in the park you can grab one food item and you get front of the line for one ride and then you got to get the fuck out um so it's like a it's like a 20 minute disney trip you get there, you get your one food item of your choice and one ride and then get the fuck out of there. What would be your, what would be your picks? Uh, I am going to, well, I, I want, wait, wait, wait. I want two decisions from you. Okay. What are your picks? You're going stag to Disney. And then what are your picks with you and the kids? Um, okay. So if it's just me, uh, I still stand by. I'm going, I'm going directly to haunted mansion. Okay. Well, now hold it. Am I going to? But it's just me. Shit. Now, am I going to Haunted Mansion or am I going to Space Mountain? No, I still think I'm going to Haunted Mansion. I'm my original reaction. I still, well, and you get, and and you know, you've been to IndyCast headquarters. I have a whole like wall that's nothing but Haunted Mansion. Um, I have quite the Haunted Mansion collection going here. So that's pretty much my ride. Um, so now I'm going to, I'm going to Haunted Mansion and if I'm getting a, like I'm getting a snack or a food item, I am getting, I see, I'm probably getting a Dole Whip. Nice. All right. Yeah. Cause I'll be, the churro is a second choice on that one. Um, but no, I think I think ultimately I would go get I would go get the Dole Whip. Now, if I'm going with the girls, uh, if it's me and and the kiddos, um, Cheyenne does not like Haunted Mansion. Um, she's not much into the scary side of things, no matter how tame I think Haunted Mansion is. Right. Um, so if it's me and the girls, I'm probably going to try to either get on uh, Mine Train. Uh, would probably be my main one because they barely ever get to go on that and they do like mine train. Oh, uh, or I would probably try to get on, uh, oh, God, Piper loves Splash Mountain. Uh, I would probably get on Splash Mountain with them for that because they love that one. And then with them, I am probably getting either, <sighs> see, I'm probably getting churros with them. I feel like they would want the churros more. Good choices. Good choices. Yeah, I would probably go churros on that one. I can't think of another ma- like major snack like like people that want to get the turkey like oh no you know what I'd get pre I know I'd get the the Mickey premium bars with them they love the premium bars. Okay, good um, choices. And even though you can buy them in the store now, and literally I, I bought it. They had them buy one get one free fairly recently at at uh, our local supermarket. And I bought two packs, and both packs disappeared within like a week because uh, they were chomping on the yeah so. Premium bars and uh, probably mine train just so they can so they can get a ride on it. So good, good choices, good choices for me. I've never actually been on the uh, mine train, uh, so that's pretty interesting. Um, but if it's me, I'm doing haunted mansion and I'm doing uh, the fucking Mickey's kitchen sink, where it's like the big plastic thing with all the ice cream. I've yet to do that one yet. Interesting. Neither have I, but I would die. I would eat the ice cream and I would stare into God's eyes and walk backwards into hell. I don't care. Well, damn it. Where you, so, and I know at some point we've been talking when we get, when things get a little less crazy that we're going to do the Indian cast trip out to, uh, to, uh, 
to the to Disney. We will uh, we will have to do the kitchen sink when we get out there then. So because then the, then you'll at least have the girls help with the uh, with the ice cream and shit. So so by the way, if you do have a choice though, I do want to I want to give this little piece of advice. If you have a choice when it comes to coasters between either getting on the mine train or Slinky Dog Dash, um, which I don't know, have you been on that yet over in Toy Story Land? Uh, I highly, we actually uh, highly recommend, and the whole Allen family will recommend this to you. Um, do Slinky Dog Dash. Okay. I actually like it much better than I did Mind Train. I think Mind Train, all in all, is um, maybe not worth all the hype, but I thought Slinky Dog Dash was amazing. I thought that was probably one of the more fun kid coasters I've been on. Excellent. Um, also, so. apparently, as an aside, uh, they're building a big ass uh, raptor theme uh, coaster at Universal. I saw that, and yeah. uh, I, apparently somebody put up a possible like rendition of what the ride could look like. So I'm very interested to uh, to watch that video later. I, I saw it pop up earlier, but hadn't had a chance to sit down and watch it yet. So. Yeah, potentially interesting. We'll see how that goes. Um, so yeah, that's our that's our thoughts on the the Disney reopening. Now, as an aside, because of the weirdness that is um, COVID nineteen and the pandemic, I want to talk a little bit about. Um, this crazy, crazy, perfect storm of horseshit in the world of film. Mm-hmm. So let me start by asking this. Did you ever sit down and watch the live action Justice League movie? The yes, the okay. I, I did a few times. Okay. Um it's it's all right. Um there's a lot I the funny part is for Justice League, I think there's a lot of decent parts to it, and I think there was promise. Um, that some of it wasn't fulfilled. And I, I think some of that promise reminds me a lot of some of the problems that I had with like um, uh, uh, Suicide Squad, where mm-hmm. I think they had a wonderful thought, but didn't like didn't quite cross the end zone the way they should have. Right. Correct. I agree with that. So Zack Snyder was originally the one directing that. Yes. It was, it was putting that together, that project together for Warner Brothers. And early to about halfway through production, um, Zack Snyder has a, has a family tragedy. Um, yes. So he's got to get off. He's, he's got to slow down on the project. And allegedly, you know, according to certain rumors and things like that, Warner Brothers saw this as an opportunity to go, you know what? People didn't super love Batman versus Superman. It was kind of divisive. We don't really love what Zack Snyder's doing for, the, for Justice League. So why don't we just cut our losses? We'll dump him off and we'll bring, uh, you know, a different uh, crew for the to finish out the movie. Um, Right. And so they do that. They fucking finish the movie. There's a lot of weird reshoots and Henry Cavill has to have his mustache fucking digitally removed and other shit and blah, blah, blah. And okay, they, they make the movie. And then. Uh, the movie is a doo doo. People people are device, divisive on it all over again, and th- it's, it doesn't go over well. And then because of that, DC fanboys and fangirls and psychopaths start kind of creating this movie messiah of, oh, it's not that Warner Brothers makes bad superhero movies or that DC movies or DC uh, comics can't be made into good movies. It's the fact that they kicked off Zack Snyder. If we could see the original movie that Zack Snyder had made, it would have cured cancer and it would have just been just perfect. Sure. This became this big social media movement for releasing the Snyder cut. And it didn't matter what Warner brothers would post. You know, there would always be comments on social media. What are you going to release the Snyder cut? Now, by the way, there was no confirmation that there was a Snyder cut. He left the movie very early. It's not like it was done. And then the studio was like, let's start over. There was no like finished product Snyder cut. And they picked, you know, it was either Pepsi or Coke and they chose Pepsi. No, they're, they, the movie wasn't even close to done. They grabbed another team to finish it. However, we come to now that was back in 2017. We're now in 2020. HBO has now launched a streaming service, right? HBO max. And they are trying like hell 
to get subscribers. There's an Elmo talk show for kids. They've grabbed some classic TV shows. I think fucking Fresh Prince is on there. Like, there's new Looney Tunes shorts. They're trying to grab every demographic they possibly can to have them subscribe to this new streaming service. And so it was announced recently that they have gone completely buck wild and they are bringing in Zack Snyder and giving him a Brinks truck full of money to finish the movie he had started to literally create a Snyder cut yes. of the film and then release it on the streaming service in 2021. Now that's complicated. We don't know what that means exactly. We don't know if it's just going to be storyboards to fill in all the blanks or just CG. They can't because of some kind of like legal reasons. They can't just bring in the actors and just like finish filming it on a, on a in a warehouse. But they can get the vo- the actors to come and lend their voices. So who the fuck knows what that even is going to mean? And for the right. fans that demanded it from the beginning, they're probably going to defend it whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. But I want to know, Chad. What is your reaction upon hearing that there is going to become a Snyder cut? Meh. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I guess I don't like, uh, here's the, here's my thought on this. Really? Um, I think no matter what happens, there is no way on God's green earth that when this movie comes out, that, things aren't going to go 50-50 on it almost immediately. You're going to get a bunch of people that absolutely love it and say that's what they should have released the whole time. And you're going to get a bunch of people that are going to say it's an absolute steaming pile of shit and why did we waste our time with it? And there's not going to be in-betweens, uh, or at least if they are, they're not going to be quiet about it. Right. Uh, and um, fandoms right now, for the most part, are famous for um, finding something to bitch about. It's either, and the problem is everybody has this great, like, uh, there's a bunch of people I'm sure in the DC fandom that have like this great picture of what it's going to be. Cause I mean, like dark side supposed to be a part of it and, you know, uh, you know, things with Steppenwolf will make more sense and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, when it comes out and it's not what you're expecting it to be, all they're going to do, all they're going to do is whine. It's like the same people that like with the star Wars, the new star Wars movies. Because, and I think Luna had said this a couple weeks ago, it's not that the movies are bad, it's just that people, it ruined their fanfic. Mm-hmm. So that they've been writing in their heads for who knows how long. Well, because Marvel was able to write 10 years worth of movies that all like fit seamlessly together and was able to take care of that, the the DC fanboys want something like that too. And they're hoping the Snyder Cut will prove that there's a possibility it can be there. Mm-hmm. And and I don't And I don't think it's there. I, I don't I, I don't think the movie's gonna be really all that much better than what we got. I don't think like I said, I don't think the original movie was horrible, but were there definitely things that they could have done a lot better? Sure. But this one this one director doing, you know, whatever he wants with it isn't I don't think it's gonna make any it isn't gonna be like this life altering experience that they all seem to hope it they want it to be. That's fair. I think it's absolutely fair. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, I think you're probably right on the money. That regardless of what this ends up looking like, it's still going to be 50-50. There's still going to be people who are like, this is stupid because it's not Avengers. There's going to be people that are like, this is the greatest fucking thing. Godfather who, you know, it's gonna, right. it, that's still going to be the case. However, once this has been, once this was introduced, it has been melting my brain for the last week. Because this is, take the, take the drama out of it. Take the take you know take the whole like this is the all oh, the original was going to be great you know the original version was going to be perfect and now it's take all that out of the equation let's just look at it as just nuts and bolts a studio released a movie it didn't do as well as they wanted it to so sure. now they're saying let's redo not as a reboot we're just going to edit and add some new shit and re-release it and hope it does better this time right that's so fucking crazy like okay so there's the donner cut of superman 2 but that was 30 years later they were like, right. hey, Richard Donner, we kind of gave you the short end of the stick on Superman 2. We could probably CG the parts you wanted in and you could re-edit it. Would that make you happy? Sure. Oh, hey, yeah, it is a better version of the movie. That's the only time that's ever happened. 
I don't give a shit about the super deluxe ultra omega director's cut of Blade Runner. The international cuts better. I like the narration at the end. Very rarely is there ever a time of, oh, the director just didn't have enough time to be up his own ass. That's why the movie didn't do so well. That's right. very rarely ever the case. That being said, part one of why this melts my brain is that it's not like Zack Snyder has been in cryo sleep for three years. Right. And they're going to thaw him out and just go, don't look at the internet. Just finish making the movie you were starting. No. He's been around and has even egged on the internet from time to time in terms of this urban legend of of a film version. So he has the gift of hindsight. So meaning when he goes to redo this movie or finish this movie or whatever the hell you want to describe it. He knows what people were shitting on. Right. Like the fact that he gets to do a do over and go, Oh, well people hated this scene. So I'm going to cut that. And instead I'm going to do this. And then if I'm asked, I'm just going to say that it was the other idea in the first place. Like I was going to do this all along. Right. I was, it was a super secret Omega super secret. And I didn't let anybody know. And when I said, yeah, no, Cyborg says this, what I really meant was blah, 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 blah. So that's crazy on its own. The fact that you get to have a do-over and take all the criticisms and go, well, guess what? Now the movie doesn't do that. So what do you, now what are you going to complain about? Which don't get me wrong. Like you said, people will find more things to complain about, but that's just crazy. That's just nuts to me to be able to be like, oh, people thought this part was problematic or this part sucked or this part wasn't clear enough. Okay, well, we're going to redo that now and now fix it and now nobody can complain. That's crazy. Right. Then the other thing is, what if this works? What if they give Zack Snyder this money and he fixes this shit and the new version is better than the old and is actually a pretty enjoyable film to watch? What if this fucking works? What if they do this and it's crazy and awesome and a bajillion people subscribe to HBO and they go, oh my God, this was a fucking success. What does that mean for movies now? Does that mean that there's like, a, there's going to be like a David S. Goyer cut for Suicide Squad and it's going to make sense and not be a piece of shit? Well, and it, I think does heard- that mean, does that mean Marvel goes, oops, we messed up? Edgar Wright, here's all this money. Make the Ant-Man movie you wanted to make in the first place that we got cold feet on. Or the last Fantastic Four that was a big piece of shit. Uh, Go do over now. Cats updated their fucking release. They patched out the buttholes on the cats. So now no movie is a finished product anymore. It's just the most recent draft. That's fucking crazy. Well, no, but here's here's my thing, though, to, to kind of counterbalance that. We've already had proof of that happening in the past, though. Like what? Be- because fucking um, George Lucas has definitely okay. gone back and, and touched true. up his Star Wars movies. So we've already got proof that somebody that people can go back and just go, "Oh no, that wasn't that wasn't ready yet." And true. here it is now. Now I have this to, to work with. True, um, but but with George Lucas, it was all visuals, with the exception true. of Han Solo shooting first. Everything else was just visuals, right? It wasn't like, uh, well, when Vader throws Palpatine down the shaft in reality, he survives and he's fine. Like that's not, there was never anything that drastic. Well, but, but I mean, in the, in the, in the, the new sequels, that's almost, that's almost the case. Right. Actually. But that's my other question is, okay, so let's say justice league works. Just what does that mean that from this point on, like, let's say this whole rigmarole happened five years ago let's just take that for a second and justice league comes out and it sucks and now they're going to redo it blah 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 blah. we're living in that timeline now does that mean that when the last jedi comes out and makes a lot of nerds mad that then disney goes well hold on now we're going to do the jj abrams cut and now last jedi is going to fit in nicely with whatever the fuck else we're trying to do Mm -hmm. like where do you draw the line like you would hope that if this experiment works, that it would give more power to the artist. That like, well, I made a 200-minute cut of the movie 
and the studio released a 150-minute cut of the movie, and people poo-pooed on it, so now here's the 200-minute cut. You know, right. you would hope that that would be the case. But what's to say that it doesn't just let corporations just go like, no, nah, that didn't work? How about that? Now it's Last Jedi Part 10. We fucking re-rendered it. Here you go. It's right there. We put two lightsabers in her hand this time. It's pretty sweet. Like, wh- what does this mean if this works? Again, well, there's no saying that it will. Like you said, right. chances are it'll come out, it'll be whatever the hell it is, and 50% of people will be like, great, and the 50% will be like, still awful. It, so chances are that's probably how it's going to work out. Right. But I guess I guess my hope is, though, kind of what you said, though. In the event that this does work out, and and like somebody like Zack Snyder can kind of look and go, you see what we had here the whole time. Which still isn't true, and, but yes, he would absolutely right. say that. Right. You know, this this is what it was. This is what I had here the whole time that we, we could have done. Um, but for whatever reason, you know, because you saw this, you, you know, because, date and my kid killed himself and right. I couldn't keep making the movie and blah, 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 blah. Like you guys right. decided to release it anyway. Right. And you saw suddenly like how well, like, you know, Avengers was doing and tried to like copy that. Well, you know, that. The, the hope is that, you know, you're right, that maybe the artist gets a little bit of a power back on this one from the studios, because if, you know, with the studios constantly second guessing everything, you know, this would be the, you know, this could be the sign that shows, like you said, hey, if we had just gone with this in the first place, this is the reaction we could have got. Um, that even the, you know, the, even the stars, because I mean, you hear all the, you know, all the stars of the movie are like, no, this is the version we should have done. So, Mm -hmm. but also in that instance, though, if that was the case and that's how they felt, you know, if all the stars get together, if, you know, Gail Godot and and Ben Affleck and, you know, all those guys come together and go, you know, we should let him finish up what he's doing because we, we like this vision better than what's coming through here. What are the studios really going to do at that point? If all the main actors step up and go, no, we need to wait until he gets back. True. Um, I mean, are they going to go and like recast everybody while they're doing that? No, probably not. Um, it, it's just better that they they go through with it, and, and hopefully, like you said, that would that would give some of the power back to the back to the artist to to be able to make the vision they want. Because then, in theory, the people will like. It. But again, with with the DC stuff, though, like I said, they're they're so hard they're so hard pressed to either try to be like different from marvel but then like trying to capture some of what marvel like some of their lightning in the bottle that i i don't know if you know anything dc does will really ever work out the way they want it to other than like you know under the, the that last wonder woman movie right where again they gave the director the power to, to put together the movie that she wanted to create and that's what came out of it and, and it was an excellent movie that was worth watching um i've heard a lot of good things even about the even though it didn't do that great in the theaters, I heard the Harley Quinn movie actually is is actually a pretty decent movie too. I just need to sit down and watch it. But it's um, you know again with somebody giving their own giving the proper vision and time to it, you can yeah, have something. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I, I I feel like I've come off very negative about this. I don't know. It's going to be buck wild no matter what happens. But uh, in addition to weird little projects with too much editing. Uh, Punk Pro has released uh, two episodes of a secret show series. Uh, no crowd, undisclosed location, but there's been just some absolute unbelievable bangers of matches, and it's been gaining some pretty good traction on social media. So uh, if you get a chance, this is my little get your shit in plug. Uh, you look up Punk Pro Wrestling on YouTube, uh, and uh, the secret show episode one, had Ron Bass Jr. versus Logan Cruz, Dream Girl Ellie versus Justin Black, and Hunter Law versus Kwame Nas for the uh, Wrestling Nerds Radio Network Internet Championship. Episode two is Kwame Nas versus Wheezy T. In uh, our first ever Injustice 2 Let's Play uh, battle uh, for the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network Midwest Internet title, Kai Faden defends against uh, Big Purse, and the winner of that match goes on to defend against uh the undead one chase holiday 
And then your main event is Catalina Perez versus Jay Sky. Um, the show was a blast to be a part of. We've been really yeah, proud of, Fully Gimmick's been really proud of um, putting this together. Everybody was super excited to be a part of it. We were all very safe, uh, and obviously very clean, but uh, it was filmed in secret, and now it's starting to be revealed, and people are seemingly enjoying it. So definitely check it out. Look up Punk Pro Wrestling on YouTube. You'll see the episodes there. And each episode, each subsequent episode releases um, basically Thursday, uh, well, Wednesday night at midnight. Uh, they drop. So definitely um, definitely check that out. Obviously, there's been new merch dropping on fullygimmicked.com, mm-hmm. uh, including um, new Catalina merch, new uh, Wheezy T merch. Uh, there's been all kinds of new stuff. Oh, and also, we've been working alongside uh, some uh, new talents up north in Chikara. Uh, we've gotten, uh, we helped with some uh, enamel pins for Boomer Hatfield and uh, Molly McCoy. We've also helped with um, just a, just the whisper and a bunch of different talents up there. Um, so they're all dropping new merch. So definitely check that don't, out. Don't leave don't leave Big Calix out. That's definitely just my, true. Big uh... Calix. We just helped design a pin back for. Very very excited for. Um, so just amazing amazing talents. Josh Wells as well. I don't want to forget him. Um, been fantastic. So definitely check out all kinds of merch. Check out fully gimmicked on social media. Check out the indie cast on social media as well as the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. And. Uh, yeah, lots of wonderful, amazing things coming down the pipeline. And so, so much editing on my part. Yes. Lots and lots of editing in your future. And for that, I apologize. Yes. But That's all right. So, so well, excellent. Well, uh, Mr. Romero, I think this is the uh, the end of the episode here then on that instance, because you got my shit in even, so I appreciate right. you doing well, that. Well, again, the whole, <laughs> the whole purpose of this episode was that the world is a goddamn mess. And right. so we're just two dogs drinking coffee saying that everything is fine. This so is fine. Um, so until next time, uh, I'm Possum Party Dad. And I am uh, the one and only Coculus Maximus. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing and all the good stuff. And until next time, we always say... Hope I don't poop today. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are. We're touching wieners. Not touching wieners good. professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin.